Hey guys, welcome back to Recharge, Rebuild, and Restored. R3 with me, Roz. Welcome to the podcast. It's a beautiful day. It's so beautiful. Just the vitamin D kisses all over me. Like it's amazing. Just the sun. Love the sun. But I was blessed and privileged to speak to a beautiful young gentleman born in Zimbabwe with a disability all his life. But despite his condition, he had not allowed it to put him down, drawing by the fate of his God. And living with that disability comes with ups and downs for sure, because we all have ups and downs, even when we don't have a disability, just imagine. He has been blessed with amazing family and great groups of friends that support him and encouraged him, motivated him, challenges him, and they believed in him. And when you have that kind of circle of friends, you will do phenomenal things. When you have a disability, knowing you are not defined by it is the sweetest feeling. Because sometimes, because of who you are with a disability, people look at you differently. They judge you. They will watch you in a way that's not pleasing to the eyes. So be careful, guys, how we treat others. Be careful what we say to others about another with disability because sometimes when that person walk into your space they can feel that they're not welcome they can feel they're not connected with you they can feel that you'd appreciate them being in the space where you are so be careful be humble and sometimes we could pretend we're humble or we're not the only disability in life is a bad attitude so if you have a great attitude and you still have a disability that's right it's the way you conduct yourself. It's the way you bring out the best out of you, no matter what disability that you have. And the worst thing about disability is that people see it before they see you, right? Because they judge you like, oh my gosh, look at that. Look at what he looks like. Before they take the time to know who you are, before they take the time to know your heart, to know how you feel, to know if you have a sense of humor, or if you're kind-hearted, or if you love to laugh, or if you you are talented in different things, like this young man, he's talented in music. To appreciate people wherever they are in their lives with a disability, don't make them feel that they're less than because you are in a certain place. Try that. And disability is a matter of perspective, really. If you can do just one thing well, needed by someone, just do something good. I will say it one more time. Disability is a matter of perspective. If you can do just one thing well, you are needed by someone. Because sometimes you think because someone has disability, they, can't, they are talented and great people. Take the time to know them, guys. Take the time to smile when you see them. Take the time to love them. You can love them close or from afar, and that's okay. Because we all have different things in our life and our different cliques and niche. But Still appreciate and still be kind. Still be caring. Go out there and love somebody else. As maybe how someone loves you right now. So thank you for listening, guys. You take care of yourself. Stay beautiful as you are. Stay authentic. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Love yourself enough so you can love somebody else. Thank you for the love. I appreciate it. Giving it right back to you guys. Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Recharge, Rebuild, and Restored.
our three with me, Ross, tonight. I am very fortunate to meet an amazing man whose name is Paul, born in Zimbabwe with a physical disability. In spite of all his condition, by God's fate, he keeps on going and striving to reach the stars. He was able to write lots of books, which one of the books is called Dream Again, Live in Exile, Who Shall I Say Sent Me, and a poem Never End. He is um, courageous. He keeps on going and fighting for what he believes in and wants to make a difference in his own life where he could be able to use his hand. So we get to have all this great information about Paul in just a minute. So welcome to the podcast, Paul. Thank you for having me, Rosalind. It's my pleasure to be here, everybody. That really opened my, my eyes into wanting to seek that Jacob Amen, wanting my independence even more. But someone could say, listening to that, they can say, well, you could just go online and order, and they could just drop it to your front of your house. You don't need to go get outside to um, get contact with anyone who has it. So seeing that we had COVID, and you know it was a very big thing for almost like, almost two years, actually, and now we have more um, freedom to do a little more. How would you say that uh, COVID have affected you negatively and positively? Uh, have the virus? Um, I'll say uh, COVID affected me negatively in a way that, like, I couldn't get to see uh, people that I love so dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, freely, and uh, it kind of limited my uh, my spending time, especially in the summer, just enjoying the beautiful weather that God gave us, you know, enjoying his creation. Mm-hmm. And uh, But in a positive way, um, the way I saw the pandemic work in a positive way for me, it was um, in terms of it brought me even much closer and spent more time uh with God and also uh, I got to know what uh, and to develop my my purpose and to know what God wants in my life mm-hmm. so what would you say is purpose well ever since I was um ever since I was a, a, a kid and growing up my goal was to be a singer which I, I I was able to do and uh, praise God for that. And then not not too long ago, I've always wanted and still something that I'm still dreaming and praying for to be a life-changing speaker someday. To be a what part of it? I didn't hear that. A life-changing speaker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And, and why would you want to do that? Because I realized that um, in life there's... Um, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of challenges that people go through and people have often given up on life because of uh, life circumstances. And for me, uh, it's to share the, the, the great uh, and, and the greatness of God and how I've managed to overcome the challenges and to face every obstacle that has come my way. Okay, so now tell the audience who you are. Yes, um, uh, my name is Paul Truma and um, was born in Zimbabwe with a congenital disability. I've never walked before, so, but um, what I've been able to do in life is I've been able to do many things such as 
I went to university at McGill when I came to Canada and studied computer software design. Then I, um, during my studies, I compiled uh, poetry books that I was able to publish uh, in 2010. And uh, during that time uh, my, of my studies, I was also working towards studying a music um, a music choir, which I started after I started university at Concordia studying music and I graduated in 2016 with a bachelor's degree. So who, how big was the choir? Uh, it consists of uh, a max of 21 people. And then it goes as far as 30 if we have guest musicians and singers. And, and how, what was your name of the choir? United Tribulation Choir. Wow, awesome. That's beautiful. I remember listening to those wonderful music. So I guess in the end, you will brace us with some music, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what inspired you or what would you say gave you the nudge to come to Montreal, knowing that you have a disability and you was living in Zimbabwe? Why, why, why Montreal? Why you choose Montreal than any other province in, in Canada? To be really honest with you, I, when I was in Zimbabwe, I didn't know anything about Montreal. I, my whole idea when I was a dream to come to Canada, why um, I just felt in my heart that I don't want to go live or go anywhere else or in another country except Canada. And um, that was all. And when when my family, my mom and my brother came to Canada and we made a stop in Montreal, I was like, oh, I love this city. <laughs> and we decided to stay. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, do you have um, do you have a community right now that that helps you while you um, because you said that you have a disability, which a disability as well? Or is there anything you can do for yourself or everything is done? With help? Uh, 90 to 95% is with help, and then 5% I can do on my own with a little bit of movement. Uh, not that much movement, but a little bit like um, I can brush my own teeth, I can, uh, I can feed myself, and um, uh, I can just move my arm or even use a cell phone. Uh, not with my hands, but I have. Uh, a, what do you call a, a stylus pen that has been extended so that I can put it on my mouth and then type with my mouth using the stylus pen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and as I asked before, do you have a community that helps you uh, with self-care? Yes, uh, there's... Um, there's uh, there are caregivers that are coming in and out of uh, my apartment to give me services, to get me up in the morning, uh, to get me ready for my day, or to also prepare me for any event that I have to go to, just to start my day and at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And do you have any families here in Montreal, at least, that's around uh, to support you? I have my mom and my brother. Uh, mm -hmm. in Montreal and friends also that we both come from 
from the same country. So I have a very solid support team and uh, and friends that I met here in Canada. Like I have a, a very very strong network of people. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's important for for everyone to hear your story right now? Um. The importance of my story is that um, I know that when I look at what we go through in life and the challenges that we go through and what we've just experienced and still not at the end of it here, the pandemic is to, um, with my story is to encourage and to, to, to tell people that, you know, in spite of the challenges, wherever there's a challenge, there's a great opportunity. That's how I've looked at life myself as a person with a physical limitation, is that every obstacle is an opportunity. So um, with the pandemic, I saw great opportunities where I, I was able to be involved in different projects around Montreal, uh, contracts uh, like or dealing with accessibility for people with disability in different sectors with the city of Montreal and uh, university in Montreal and in Toronto. You have disability and you, you're here to talk about it. Talk about it in what depths though, because we are not clear. When what depths are you want to talk about the disability and how can the community help you at this time? Yeah, uh, the main reason I'm here is to um, talk about um, the Jayco arm that had an a robot arm that uh, I had an opportunity to try out. The reason I had to try it out is because um, since I said I have uh, minimum uh, mobility and there are certain things that I would like to do, for instance, if I want to take a glass of water or help myself uh, to a glass of water um, without requiring somebody's assistant or a, a drinking stroll, this robot arm, Jayco arm, is going to help me. And even sometimes I often do my groceries on my own, but not completely on my own because uh, every time I have to ask somebody in the grocery store to pass me items on the shelves or uh, I have to wait for someone who passes by in any aisle. And also it will give me the ability to, um, to be able to get out of my apartment and, and out of the building without having to require assistance from the caregivers as much. I could be able, I would be able to press the elevator button, go downstairs, come back upstairs and not having to wait for anybody. Because right. as a person in my case, it's a challenge to, right. it's sometimes frustrating to wait upon somebody and you don't know when they're going to show up. So you just want to have more independency. Yes. But why now? Why now and not why not five years ago? When you was in when you was in university? Why now? Very good question. Now the reason now it's important for me is because um, the more and more I think about it, and the more and more seeing where the world is going uh, in terms of what really opened up my eyes. Like I said, the positive thing about pandemic. This is one of the things because. Um, I was in a in a situation during pandemic where I realized I was doing grocery and it was at a time when the COVID had started. 
And uh, it really opened my eyes to say, you know, uh, if you were able to pick these things up, you wouldn't be in a situ- in an awkward situation where to decide to ask somebody to pass you the stuff. You would pick it up yourself, not thinking about whether you would get the, 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 the virus transmitted to you because you never know what somebody touches, you know? Technology right now that you don't really need to leave your house. You can get everything you need online. So why would someone say, okay, so now he needs to go to the store. What, what's the person that don't find this is a good enough answer? True say, yes, there's, tech, there's internet and that's actually, that, well, anyway, that's not the main goal, but what I was coming mm-hmm. around to was that that's what opened my eyes. And also at the time, the Jayco arm at the same time, it just come out and I was giving it time to uh, to really be more developed and see that there's no glitches on it. So when I got my, the opportunity to try it out, uh, I was able to realize whether I was able to tell that this would really change my life because way back in, uh, when I was a kid, I used to be able to, to hold a cup and drink on my own and I lost that mobility. So having that mobility back would be something that I would love to, to gain and also be able when I'm out by myself downtown, I want to be able to stop by a coffee shop and order a drink and then drink or order maybe a sandwich and be able to, to feed myself with the Jayco arm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so although you know people with me say that you were surviving before the army. Just want to have more independence, where you can do it on your own and don't have to always ask someone for help. Correct. Okay. Uh, the other thing I have to go back. You said um, that you have written a few books. What motivates you to write those books, and why? Yeah. Um, what motivated me is I realized that it was a way of me expressing and bringing people into my world because. Uh, especially growing up in Zimbabwe um, at the time, maybe now things have changed. I haven't been there in a while, but at the time it was kind of strange to see um, a disabled person in the in the community or being or, or being downtown. People would just stop and stare, and that used to annoy me a lot because whenever my family and I were out downtown or anywhere in public. And uh, whether we're looking at something, everybody would just uh, gather around me to just stare. And it would it used to get into me. But then, uh, thank God that um, through God, uh, he made me realize that this could be an opportunity to bring awareness, to educate, and to show people things that you I can do through you. And... Uh, um, to also encourage and inspire them and bring a life change into them, into them. But, but so how did that make you feel? Did it make you feel angry? Did it make you feel frustrated? Did it make you mad? Or? Oh, back, back then it used to make me feel frustrated that people are staring at me. But when I understood that they do not know it's the first thing, they, have, they don't see this quite often as much as we, you see people here with disability in Canada. Then I understood that, you know what, no, it's not their fault. People need to be educated. They've not been 
educated or informed. And therefore I use my, um, my story, the disability that I have as a tool of bringing about change in people's minds and educating them. Right, because sometimes when we are, when we are ignorant, we act the way yes. that we know. But when we are knowledgeable and we get to have understanding and knowledge, and we, we mm. act differently because we are more open, right? Because when you're close-minded, right. you don't see anything. But when you're open-minded and you're willing to accept people for who they are, really, then you'll yeah. be changed. But if you don't, then it'll be harder to, to, to understand and to support or to, to welcome the person into your world. Yeah. And then you started a choir, you said, and you sing in a choir. How were you, mm. be, how were you able to form a choir with your disability, knowing that you could not be free to go and come as much as you like? Well, everything around my life, I could say, revolves around the grace of God and uh, the people that he brings into my life. And um, uh, as fortunate as I've been and blessed as I've been is, uh, I was able to form a choir through uh, with my brother, through the friends that we have, through word of mouth. And um, where I live, there used to be a, a friend of mine who used to take care of me. He was a, a musician. And um, he's the one that we used to talk about music. And that's how he said, oh, well, why don't you start a, a choir that you've dreamed of? And I'll be there. I'll, I'll, I'll play with you guys. I'll help out in finding people. So the way the choir started, it was all word of mouth through different people in our community. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. What um, range do you sing? What range do I sing? Um, I, I sing, well, I sing, uh, I'm a tenor, but um, oh. I'm, yeah, I'm a tenor. So... I can sing almost all the ranges, but I'm a perfect tuner. And awesome. um, yeah, the songs that we've written are all entirely gospel music. And uh, yeah. So is a choir a community choir or is it a church choir? It's a community choir. It's a community choir. And have you done any traveling around Montreal or Quebec or Canada for the choir? We've done a lot of concerts within Montreal. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, it has been for years our dream to travel around, uh, across Canada, around Quebec. But yeah, I don't know, we've only been within uh, Montreal. Mm. So what tips do you have on hand you can keep you focused on pushing forward each, each day, knowing that you have a disability? Um, what keeps me going is knowing the fact that knowing who, who, who is it being, who is the, the God, knowing that God is always with me, He's always giving me strength. It's the time I spend with Him, but because every day, my before my day begins, I begin with Him, uh, reading His Word and asking Him for directions and asking him to give me a day-to-day -day strength because every day for me can be a challenge if I allow it and if I don't ask God for strength. Okay. So do you, do you, do you have any mentors seeing that you have to do all those things with, with the books and with uh, the choirs before? Did you have a mentor and how did you feel? Do you think it's important to have one? 
I think it is important to have a mentor. Me, um, by God's grace, I've been, I haven't had a mentor per se, uh, but I've had a few people in my life that have mentored me for a short period of time to where I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. So if, if people can actually get, if you can get a, a lifetime mentor, uh, I think it's a great blessing. That person or those people are so important it is important for you to really um, uh, embrace them and appreciate them and be grateful for the time that they they, they have with you. Mm-hmm. And do you have any any self care tips that you 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 use? You have limited uh, mobility, knowing that you cannot reach for what you want. What what, what self care tips will you give someone? Um, I would say, honestly, um, the self-care tips that I do is um, making sure, identifying that, okay, the people that are coming into my place, uh, they come also with their own issues. And my, my goal and my prayer every time is to make sure that when they come to my space, they never live the same way and to make it a brighter day for them. And when the, the day is brighter for them, even no matter what I'm going through or I'm down, um, I always make sure that seeing other people or having these caregivers and um, taking care of myself, making sure that I eat well, I sleep well, and I surround myself with people that can build me up and uh, encourage me and also tell me the truth because it's very rare in life to get um, a healthy, balanced life where people can really tell you the truth, even when it hurts, but you know, they're telling you out of love. And I've seen that a lot of times that people tend to shy away when they, when they have to tell a person with limitations the truth. But it, I think it's, it shouldn't be that way. It should be, if the truth be told, let it be told. Right. So that means when someone walks into your space, you try to let everyone live with joy. Yes. Because you don't want them to leave. Knowing that you have so much going on in your own personal life, you try to let someone leave knowing that they can still make it through no matter what they're going through at the moment. Correct. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. So seeing that we have said all the things about you, knowing that you have written a few books and you have a concert, is your choir still active? We put it on hold right now. Um, well, it was on hold since COVID started. So um, we haven't really decided on how we're going to re-bring it back and how it's going to look like. So we're, we're in a process of uh, working out to see how the pandemic pans out. So right now, everything is on hold. And where, where do you usually meet for choir rehearsal? We are, we've been really fortunate enough to be, and I'm grateful to God for the opportunity. The, the University of Concordia, where I studied my music, it has been really great, gracious to us to allow us to to give us the space to rehearsal every given week that um, uh, we need the space for, and I'm really grateful for that. Great. So do you have any songs that you write personally for your choir? Um, most of the songs, well, we do have our original songs and we, uh, 
the choir actually released an album in 2016. So it was all our original songs. And what is, uh, what's the name of your album, sir? Seasons Change. Season Change. And where can we find this album? This album is found on iTunes and all the uh, uh, Play Stores online. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very well said. Okay. And how can the community uh, reach you? And where can they find you? Yes. Uh, the community can reach me uh, either by email. Uh, my email is um, life. Bekimpilo, I'll spell it. B-H-E-K-I-M like mother, P-I-L-O dot face life at gmail.com. Or they can go to my Facebook page and they can reach me there by typing Paul T, the letter T. And that's how they can find me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So you can be reached on Facebook and on, on um, email, correct? Yes, yes. Great. Well, on this podcast, we use three R's. My three R's is recharge, rebuild, and restore. Which R will you say is your season at this moment? Huh. <laughs> when I look at all of them, both all three really resonate well with me. And uh, Why so? recharge. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, yeah, recharge is when I look at. Mostly I'll keep going back to the pandemic because a recharge is when I realized that um, I needed time to rest, everything to stop around my life for me to regain the energy because I realized that in the past years, it's always been go, 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 and not having time to recuperate. And it also allowed me to really... Um, figure out as to where my relationship with God is at this point. Because sometimes mm -hmm. as, as you're a believer, you tend to think that um, once you have accepted God and you're a Christian, everything is okay, but we really need to always re revisit and search whether we're still in the right path. A rebuild is like, it reminds me of certain areas that like have been might have been broken in my life or um, rebuilding something that uh, I, I might have started but didn't turn out pretty well. Uh, be it a project or my writing, which um, I'd given up on writing and I recently took it back again. Mm -hmm. And uh, restore, it's, sim it's similar to the like to restore, to come back to what I put in the shelf, like mm -hmm. a bunch of projects that I had stopped doing, or even to restore my relationship with God, that one would have um, kind of strayed away from a little bit. Wow. So it sounds like um, you're all connected with the R's. And yes. That's great to know that um, no matter what you, we go through, with disability or not, we all go through something in our lives. And no, listen to you here, you speak, and um, you're so optimistic and so um, 
so joyful and in a space where you're comfortable to know that no matter what you're going through, you still find joy and still find to be able to love mm. and you're surrounded with a community that that would would really um support you and rather with you no matter what. So I'm very appreciative for you taking the time to to talk with us on the um on this podcast. And I hope that everyone will go out there and um and talk to you and try to donate and give back to you so you can have um a, a sense of um of independence is what you said that you you really would like to have and and able to um go out and have a little more freedom than being um less limited as where you are so yeah and and the other thing is you can sing so you, i hope you could bless us with a song or you want us to read a quote from your book and, and tell me what would you say to the audience as well and give an encouraging words to the audience okay so the encouraging words that i want to leave uh based on on the book that I wrote the second book entitled Dream Again. I want to tell the audience that no matter what goes on in your life, and no matter what has gone on and you've given up on everything because things didn't go your way, I want to encourage you to say, don't stop dreaming again because it is not over until God says it's over. And as long as you're still alive and as long as you can still uh, function uh, with either limited or maximum mobility just do the best you can and allow God to help you through it and be open to ask for help when needed awesome well said well said and now you grace us with a song from what's the name of your choir again United Tribulation Choir yes. United Tribulation Choir which was directed by Paul T. And yeah. He would grace us with a song from, from one of his repertoire, or he would just sing and be joyful. Go ahead. This is all yours. Okay. I'll sing, I'll sing and be joyful because uh, um, I'll sing any, a song that blesses me and, uh, every time. And when I'm going through some challenges, and I always say, um, this song blesses me a lot. Um, I'll just sing the chorus. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, my Father. There is no shadow of telling with all I have needed thy hand is provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto thee. Great is thy faithfulness, great is Thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have need, thy hand has provided. 
And by grace, it keeps you going to be where you are, where you have joy, where you have peace. Yeah. Take the time to share and to give back to your community yeah. and giving you, giving them hope to know that no matter what they're going through at this time, they can still find joy and they can still find grace in God. Mm. So thank you so much, Paul T, for taking the time to come onto the podcast. And we'll keep in touch. And please come back anytime to give us a follow-up and updates on what's happening in your lives. And uh, we'll continue to um, stay in touch. Definitely. It's been a pleasure to be here. And I'll be looking forward to coming back whenever you, you need me to.